Are you in sickness, in deep thoughts, drowning in depression? You feel stuck and nowhere to turn. Andrew Womack Ministries and Caris Bible College invites you to the healing experience. This 25th of May, 2023, starting at 5 p.m. at Park Royal Mall, 5th floor, along Buganda Road. God is a faithful God. When you believe on Him, your healing is always available. Your healing is today. To all our partners of Andrew Womack Ministries in Uganda, we thank you and appreciate you for the financial support you render to us to take the gospel as far and deep in the world. Truly because of you, the gospel reaches the whole body of Christ. We speak a blessing unto your lives and families and exceeding prosperity. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. It's about the purpose of God in my life, in everybody else's life, is in us, through us. You know what, little me, I can go out and do big things for God. And that, that keeps me going, to know that every day I can wake up and God's gonna use little me in a big way. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is my last week teaching on how to find, follow, and fulfill God's will. Well, I've got a book on that. And it's actually three separate teachings combined into one. And so I've got three different study guides I've got three DVDs, three CDs on this. And I tell you, this has been powerful. There is no way that you're going to accidentally fulfill God's will for your life. It's something that has to be pursued. You have to pursue it. If you don't pursue it, you won't get it. So this is something that doesn't just come to pass automatically. Sovereignly by you can completely miss God's will if you aren't paying attention. So I encourage you to please get it. We've already talked about how to find God's will. How to follow God's will. Now we're talking about how to fulfill God's will. You know, the Apostle Paul said, I have run the race, I have finished the course, and there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. He told us to run the race so that we could obtain the prize. It's not just cross the finish line, but that we could actually win. So this teaching this week is about not only how to find and start following God, but how do you finish strong? Ecclesiastes 7.8 Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Man, you need to be a, at a place where like the Apostle Paul you could say, man, I've finished my course and there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. I don't want to go to heaven and just barely squeak in and get by. I, 
kubanga nkoyi obulamu bwensi I want the Lord to say well done now good and faithful servant njagala bwemba ntuse muguru ngamu matayo abiri mutana abiri mwemu mukama wanga ngambe nti webali olimuddu omulunji era omwesigwa some people i believe he's going to look at and say well you're done niati waliyo nabala bagenda kutoka mugula bagambe mm kirunji omaliriza yingire guru <laughs> but man it needs to be well done now good and faithful servant nende uza chali bade kirunji nyo yemukamawo nakugamba nti webali olimuddu omulunji era omwesigwa how do you do this echo chikolotia Oh, there's so many things. Again, I, my teaching goes into more detail. Please get this uh, book and the CDs and DVDs, things like that. But here in James chapter 1, it says in verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. You know, patience is one of the things that if you are going to fulfill God's will, you're going to have to learn patience. And I could go into a lot of time that I don't have. Uh, because I've got other things I want to share before this week's out. But let me just summarize some things and say that my understanding is that patience is faith but it's just faith over a prolonged period of time. It's not a little sudden burst of faith. It's not just all of a sudden you work yourself up and, and you have a moment of faith. But patience is where you operate in faith. Over a prolonged period of time. Where you keep that same intensity and that same focus. Now I think it's important to understand that because some people think that patience, they will even say that, you know, I'm just waiting on God. And they mean waiting on God the way you wait on a bus. Or, or wait on somebody to come over to your house. You're just sitting there doing nothing and you're just waiting. But the scripture when it says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength out of Isaiah chapter 40. That's talking about waiting like a waiter waits on his customer. You're constantly looking. You are waiting for the slightest little indication that they need their water filled or that they uh, want your attention. But patience you are waiting on them. 
Patience isn't just sitting there with your arms crossed doing nothing. Patience is an active thing. It says that we through faith and patience inherit the promises. And again, I think that patience is nothing but faith, but it's faith over a prolonged period of time. Here's some other scriptures on this. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says, As wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience. The race that is set before us. Agambi, Kalinafe, Nobatulina or Fruberua, Rabajulua, Oruenka na Urutuetoro de, Tuambulenga Ulchizitoa, Nechibi, Echega Tanga Nafe, Tudukenga, Nokumikiriza, Nokuaka no Kuteke Dua, Mumasoga. Here, patience is being used to talk about like a race. Kakatiwanu, Obugumi Kirizabunu. You know, I think I may have mentioned this already, but I, when I was in high school, junior high and high school, I actually ran track, and they put me to running a 440, which is just one lap around a you know typical oval track, a quarter of a mile. And basically, that's a sprint. You're just going nearly as fast as you can. And that's what I was used to running, but then they decided that I actually would do better to run a cross-country race. Which was a 3.2 mile race. And I had never trained for that. I'd never even run that distance before. They just took me from running a quarter mile, 440, and put me into this uh, cross-country race. And so, so anyway, the very first time that they did it, I was in a competition. The gun went off and I took off running as fast as I could. And I mean, I was leaving everybody in the dust and I thought this is a piece of cake. But, boy, after about that quarter of a mile, I was basically done. And everybody began to start passing me. I think I probably wound up very last in the entire thing because I didn't pace myself. See, this is what patience is. Patience is faith, but it's not just a burst of faith. It's not just working yourself up. And putting out everything you've got just for this one moment. It's learning how to live by faith over a prolonged period of time. And this says the way that you do that is that you look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. 
You have to keep your eyes stayed upon Jesus. Ne ya kunyonyola, nti engeri chino bochikola mu, ochikola buoti, ngotu nulida yesu yeka, omukuru wokukiriza kwa fe, eromu tukiriza wako. Of course to me, the classic example of this is in Matthew chapter 14. Ne ya tenze, echokule bida koche nina, echisingo bulunji wanu, chidi mumatayo esula ya kuminanya. And this is where Jesus had told his disciples to get into the boat and go to the other side. And then he went out to pray, and as they were in the midst of the sea, a wind came up, the boat was full, it looked like that they were going to drown. And in the midst of this crisis situation that was destroying them, Jesus just came walking on top of the water. I, I think that's amazing. That the thing that was destroying them, the thing that was just causing total fear and panic. In them, Jesus was on top of it. He was walking on top of the very storm that was destroying them. And it says he made as though he would have passed by them. If you read this same account over in the book of Mark, that's what it says, that he would have passed by them. You know that the reason he went out there was to help them. He wasn't just out taking a stroll on, on the sea in the midst of this raging storm. And the wind and the rain and things like that. He was there to help them. It looked like they were going to drown, and he came to help them. But he didn't just run out and help them automatically. He revealed himself to him, and it says that he would have passed by them. But they saw him, they cried out. You have to make a demand on the power of God. He He's with all of us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. But he's not going to automatically take care of things for you. You have to call out. You have to place some demand upon his power. So once they called out on him, he told them in Matthew chapter 14 and verse 27. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Now again, if all Jesus wanted to do was to take away their fear and to make them happy, why didn't he just still the storm and do this? No, he told them first of all to grab hold of their emotions. And be of good cheer. In other words, he told them to use their faith. You don't just believe God after the situation is fixed. 
You need to use your faith in the midst of the storm. The Lord told them to be of good cheer before he solved the problem because he needed them to respond in faith. He needed some action of faith on their part. Boy, well, that, is, that is an important piece of information. In verse 28, it says, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. You know, I've got some teaching on this that goes into great detail on every one of these verses. I'm not going to take time to do that today, but But this is powerful. Most people are afraid to get out of the boat. And yet, there was very little difference between being in the boat and being out of the boat. And yet most people will cling to what used to be security for them. Something that looks like security, they will cling to it even though everybody in that same boat is sinking. There are people that are just afraid to step out and trust God. And yet, the people who they are so afraid of being different than everybody else. Those people aren't experiencing joy and peace and happiness. I'm telling you, if you want to see the supernatural power of God in your life, if you're going to have to get out of the boat, you're going to have to leave the safety of what everybody else is using, and you're going to have to take some stands that are going to make you different. But when he got out of the boat, he walked on the water. To go to Jesus. In verse 30, it says, But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Boy, there's a lot in this. For one thing, it doesn't say that when he began to sink that Jesus ran and got him. And grabbed him by the hand and picked him up. 
It just says that he reached out the hand. Na ye ulunyiruga amanti buyatani kukubira. Yesu na agololo mkono gwe na mkwata. What that says to me is that Peter was nearly to Jesus. Ulunyiriri. Cheruta geza. Nti Petero kumpi weria imiride. Yaria likumpi na Yesu nga Yesu chamuangu ilo kugolo mkono gwe na mkwata. He had nearly reached his goal. Echitegeza Petero ono yali kumpi nechirubiriduache yali Yesu. And up until that time, he kept his focus upon Jesus. But when he had just about reached his goal, then he took his eyes off of Jesus. He began to look around at the wind and the waves. Waves and survey the situation. You know what this is typical of is that there's a lot of people when you are in a crisis situation. And it looks like that there's no way out. Man, it's easy to turn off all of the junk that occupies us on a daily basis. It's easy to set aside all of the things that Satan uses to hinder us and divert our attention away from God. And to just put your 100% focus on God. Because you're in this life and death situation. But where most people miss it. Is when everything looks like it's okay. When you are nearly to your goal. When you have just about reached the fulfillment of what you were shooting for. Then most people want to kind of coast. To take the foot off of the accelerator. To just begin to look around and enjoy things. You know, there is a temptation. To only really seek God with your whole heart when you are under pressure. But when things begin to go good, people take their attention away from the Lord. Because they, they feel like that, you know, there's no great need, there's not the problem, and so they begin to coast. My personal opinion is this is what happened to David in the Old Covenant. It says in 2 Samuel chapter 11 that it was a time that kings go forth to battle. And instead of David doing what he was anointed to do, he was the king and there was still territory that God wanted them to conquer. And he had prospered to such a degree that now he could just send his troops out. And this was a relatively small skirmish. And so David was at home, and it says there in 2 Samuel chapter 11, that at times that kings were going forth to battle, David was still at home. 
And it says that he arose from off his bed at the even tide. That means that he had been asleep during the day. That means that he wasn't occupied with anything. He had reached his goal. David was a success. And at that time is when he was his most vulnerable. And when everything was going good, he didn't seek the Lord the, way, the same way that he did when Saul was chasing him. And he was fleeing for his life, and when he had to fight Goliath, and when he was doing all of these other exploits that God led him to do. No, when, when it looked like he was established and everything was going good, he took his eyes off of the Lord, and that's when he got up off of the bed. At eventide, at times, at other times, the people were going to bed. He was just getting up. And he looked and saw Bathsheba and committed adultery with her. And he set in place a string of negative things that affected him. That affected the child that was born to his relationship with Bathsheba. That affected his own children and they wound up killing each other and being killed. And civil war were over 10,000 people were killed. All of those things came because like Peter, he had just about reached his goal. He took his attention off of God. Began to survey things, look around, saw Bathsheba, got distracted. I'm telling you, I believe it's significant that Jesus didn't run and catch Peter. He just reached out his hand. That means that Peter was nearly up to him. As long as he was out there in the middle of the Sea of Galilee on his own, with no guarantees of anything, man, he was focused upon Jesus. But when he had just about reached him, he took his eyes off of Jesus and looked around. I'm talking about how to fulfill God's will. And you have to maintain the same intensity upon God at the end that you had at the beginning. If you found God's will, if you started following God and saw great things happen, then 
THERE IS A TENDENCY FOR YOU AFTER A WHILE TO SAY, WELL, LOOK WHAT GOD HAS DONE IN MY LIFE. WABAWO! Embere yomuntu ono jeulinzo kufuna munda yonoga matina bebintu katonda byanko zese zanze and just retire no liokolekera okunonya katonda no umula no wujara just you know uh, coast take your foot off of the gas and just start coasting because after all look at all the great things that God has done no liokotula kuntebe yeyo no liokonyumirwa obulamu no gama mulebe katonda byanko zese the moment you do that, just like Peter, the moment you take your eyes off of Jesus, and start looking at the wind and the waves, looking at all of the things that Satan is going to come against you with, the moment you take your attention off of Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, you're going to begin to sink. And notice it says he began to sink. That's really significant to me. I've never seen anybody begin to sink in my whole life. <laughs> you know what? If you were to try and walk on water, you wouldn't just, you know, slowly go down. I guarantee you, you'd just sink. For him to begin to sink is significant. That means that this didn't happen all at once. When he took his eyes off of Jesus, he didn't go transition from faith to unbelief all at once. It was a process. And the same thing is true with us. If you would pay attention and just, I mean, be constantly focused on the Lord. Then if you get off track, if you take your attention away from the Lord, any at all, there will be signs. You'll begin to start recognizing, I'm not as thankful as I used to be. I'm not as excited as I used to be. I don't have goals out here. I'm not excited about what God's got in the future. There's signs. Kakati, that you are beginning to sink. And any time you see one of those signs come up, man, you need to once again just put your attention back upon Jesus the author and the finisher of your faith. And when you do that, then you'll be able to walk on water. You'll be able again, once again, to start seeing the supernatural power of God operate in your life. So that's the example that I think of when I read over here in uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1. 
And in verse uh, 1, where it says, we are supposed to run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. That means that he's not only the one who starts it, but Jesus is the one who will complete your faith. We're talking about how to finish strong, how to fulfill God's will. If you got started being totally dependent upon God, what makes you think that you are going to finish any other way than being totally dependent upon God? I'll tell you, this is important. And I see so many people. There are many of my friends in ministry. Who have started well. I, there is no doubt that God called them, that God anointed them. He's used them. But they just get off track. And part of it is this right here. They do not stay dependent upon God. They don't continue to look unto Jesus. He's the one that started their faith. And he's the one that's going to finish their faith. But they somehow or another get to thinking that they can make it without the Lord. They started in total dependence upon him. This is the same logic that the Apostle Paul used over in Galatians. When he said, you foolish Galatians. Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit you're now made perfect by your own flesh? What he was talking about is when we come to the Lord, we sing this song, Just As I Am. Without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, O Lamb of God, I come. If you got truly born again, you did not come to God saying, God, I'm 90% good. I'm awesome. And I know that you really think I'm awesome too. And if you could just make up the 10%, if you could just help me with the few things I've done, then I could be saved. If that's your logic, you never got born again. You have to come saying, you know, that I'm a sinner, that I ha have no righteousness on my own. And you have to look to God 100%. But then after you come to the Lord, many times people will start feeling like, man, God, look what I've done. And they 
Look at all the exploits that I've done. And you started totally dependent upon God. But then you think that you're going to somehow or another wind this thing up through your own strength and power? That's what causes people to fail. That's what caused uh, Peter to sink. Begin to sink because he took his eyes off of Jesus and he started looking at the wind and the waves. Yatandika amasogo kugajja ku Yesu natandiko gatunuliza embuyaga ne miyaga ejali jimwetolo de Did you know the wind and the waves didn't have anything to do with him walking on the water Omanyi embuyaga na mayengo tibyaina chintu chinachenna chali chibyakola ku musajjono kutambulia ku mazi He couldn't have walked on the water if it had been a perfectly calm day Yali badeso bulo kutambulia ku mazi yadete wali ku muyaga Amen. It was his attention, his faith on the on the Lord, and the Lord said, "Come." He was focused on that promise he had from God. And that's what enabled him to do the miraculous. And it's the same thing with you and I. The only thing that allows us to finish strong, to fulfill what God has called us to do, is because we stay focused on God. And I tell you, it's really as simple as what I'm saying, but it's not easy. Because the hardest thing you will ever do is to just keep focused on God. Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, whatsoever things are honest and true and lovely and uh, has virtue and praise and good report, think on these things. And yet the world is constantly vying for our attention. And trying to take our attention away from the things of the Lord. It doesn't even have to be sin. It doesn't have to be X-rated, R-rated. Things. It doesn't have to be demonic stuff. But just become occupied with the cares of this life and other things. It will choke the Word of God. The thing that causes victory in the Christian life is this looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. You know, if any of you are feeling weary, if you're feeling like giving up, if it just seems like that, man, it's hard to continue on. 
ngolinga banabamu kubantu aba uliranga bakoyi ulirembere kutuddeko ulire bintu obikoyi omutima gukuweddemu ebintu bigenda bubi it's because you aren't looking at jesus the author and the finisher of your faith ensonga rwachi ulira bwotyo rwakubanga amasogo tugatunuliza katonda when you keep your attention focused upon him there is a supernatural strength that comes from that Nesinga masogo sigala ochaga tunuliza katonda mukutunulira katonda kuno waliwa amanyi gobwa katonda gava jali nega kujula nega kuwo busobozi okubango itawo So put all of these things that I've said here today together out of Kakati binobe nebenebe gambo byenjogedde botuba bakubizinga ko wamu James chapter 1 let patience have her perfect work Ngabwagame mu Yakobe sule soka onyirwa kuna ntera omulimu go kugumikiriza that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Ndi omulimu gw'okukiriza gutuukirirenga. Patience, faith over a prolonged period of time. Mulioke muberenga abatuukiri abatuukirira abatalinabyo abalinabyo na. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Obugumikiriza nga kwekukiriza okukuwanirira okumale bange dene to run with patience we have to look unto jesus ndirane yesu yemutuukiriza era yemutandisiwa okukiriza kwa faith we have to keep our attention focused upon him fo kubanga tusobola okuduka nobugumikiriza tuino kusigalanga amaso gafa tugatunulizo omuntu omu ye yesu it really comes back to just personal relationship with the lord byonebe nebo bobizinze ko wamu bikomekereza bwebiti bikuzayo kunkolagana yo ne katonda don't ever get to where you turn the christian life into formulas totukanga kuchigira echi kwato bulamu bwechi kristayo nebuberanga obutambula obano obutambuzanga goberere emitendera then you're just going through uh, rituals nobanga otambula ogobera bugoberezi nnono and doing things it's all about personal relationship keeping your attention focused upon god byonabi kuzayo kunkolagana yo ne katonda okusigalanga amasogo gatunulizo omuntu omu katonda and if you do that erasinga onakolecho and if you don't look at the wind and the waves nesinga amasogo onanga sigazangu gatunuliza yesu no gatunota gatunuliza mayengo nambu yaga if you don't get distracted by everything else around you nobanga And if you keep your attention on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, I guarantee you, you will fulfill God's will. You will finish strong. Thank you for listening to the Gospel Truth program. We believe that you have been blessed. Please call us on 0200-330-000 to pray with you or to make an inquiry or share your testimony with us. We speak healing into your body and prosperity into your life. You are blessed. Are you in sickness, in deep thoughts, drowning in depression? You feel stuck and nowhere to turn. Andrew Mac Ministries and Caris Bible College invites you to the healing experience. Every last Thursday of the month, starting at 5 p.m. at Park Royal Mall, 5th floor, along Buganda Road. God is a faithful God. When you believe on him, your healing is always available. Your healing is today. <laughs>